much love, so much appreciation, so much respect for all that you've done just with your business, with your career, all the changes you've made, and now with Profit with a Plan. You've now hit the magic 100 episode. So we are here together, and you are the featured guest. I'm so flattered that I could be the one starting this conversation with you and, and getting the ball rolling for number 100. So again, just proud of you. Huge accomplishment. You've hit 100. First off, how does it feel? Feels awesome. But wait a minute, introduce yourself. <laughs> oh, I'm Andrew Lopez, Elevated Shorts. Um, you've probably seen me floating around LinkedIn, which is my favorite place to hang out. I'm just a LinkedIn showrunner and a, and a show host. And I'm here to help guide this conversation with you today on Profit with a Plan. So Marcia, again, thank you so much for letting me be the one to open this conversation up and let's see where it takes us, my dear friend. Great. Okay. So what was your question? I just thought it was really important for listeners to know who you are since this is a completely turned upside down episode of Profit with a Plan. So I'm super excited. Absolutely. Well, first off, I know people know you, but do they really know you? So Marcia, I don't think so. who are you and, and what is it that you do? You know, that's a, that's, a, that's a funny question. So I hope they would know me after this long a time, but they probably don't know me too in detail because I like to showcase my guests. So I am a profit and business strategist. And what I do is I help service-based professionals to increase their profits and drive their growth using strategic planning. And um, I've been doing it for, I, I, I re-evolved my business um, officially a couple of years ago, um, but I've been doing this in one way, shape or form for gosh, 22 some odd years. And um, it's really just elevated to this level over the past couple of years. And I'm loving it. I, I've, I've found my lane and it just, it feels right. Absolutely. You, you know that you found your lane, you found your stride and you found your stage. And I think that is the most important piece, finding your stage, whether it be virtual, whether it be just at our home office, it's finding that stage, communicating that and, and leading with what we're passionate about. So again, I, yeah. I love what you do. And, and one of my favorite things, and I know we, we've chatted about this in the past, and it's something that, you know, I've been so resonated with, you know, my dear friend, Rob Sharkey, life coach out in Seattle, Washington, speaks about the ground floor. Mm. Such a powerful thing. And all of us in some way, shape or form have gone back to that ground floor, right? Whether that be professionally, whether that be personally. I know Elevated Shorts, my small business, I've had to really go down and, and scrape that ground floor and lead from that. So with Marcy, I know this is something that you really resonate with and it's, it's one of your core values yeah. with what you do as a profit strategist. So question just right off the bat in with the ground floor, is how can we remind people that it's okay to be to go back to the ground floor? But what are you encouraging people when it comes to their business? Why should they be going back to the ground floor and kind of restructuring at a time like this? Great question. Um, I think that now more than ever, it's super important to strengthen our foundation. And um, most business owners that I talk to these days had some sort of a a genius moment or an idea that they thought that they could do something better. And then they took that idea and then mistakenly threw a business around it and went out. And then their goal was um, delivering their service and chasing clients. So they never really thought hard and, and created and formulated their actual business. Their business was very reactive and they would just go out and do it again reacting, putting out fires and chasing clients. Those were the two modes that they would do. So what I encourage most of my clients to do is to go back down to that ground floor 
and really figure out what it is that they need to do to strengthen that foundation. Because many businesses are often built on a wobbly foundation or even toothpicks and or that house of cards, right? One strong, you know, blowing of the wind is going to knock that house of cards down because the foundation isn't really there. And so when I talk about the ground floor, as, as you did, it's really to say, all right, what are the five pillars that we need to focus on? What are my numbers and my financials and really what's the money coming in and going out and how can I maximize that to get the most impact from it? The second pillar is what's the organization and how's it working? So that's your who, what, why, where, when, and how you do business and all the pieces that put it all together for you. And then it's got, and I know this isn't in any particular order because some clients I work with one versus the other first and second, but then you've got your product. What are you offering and why is it important? And what does your client want to buy? And do you understand that client relationship and who that is? So we've gone the numbers, the, the organization, the client. And then, as I like to say, if you're not marketing or innovating, your business is going to die. So you've got to get the message out. So how is your message structured? And who are you talking to? And how are you getting to them? And then if you stack all those up, you've got a growth plan. Now, how do you grow your business and scale it? And these are so important and, and business owners forget to work on the business and they just chug along working in the business, hoping for a good, good profit, hoping for a good result. It's not the way to do it. No, not at all. And I, I think you, you nailed it again. It's, it's one of those things where we have been reminded again to use the ground floor to go back to that. We might've been on the fifth floor or the 17th floor or the 12th floor. And then a year ago, we all kind of had to come back down. Some <laughs> of us tried to stay up here, right? Some of us tried to stay up, but we all had to come back down to that ground level or as reevaluate. Exactly. And as you said in the beginning too, where, you know, we might've built our business day one and we might've been on the fifth floor day one with nothing else, no foundation, no anything figured out. And then you build get the clouds the and there's nothing below number five in this example. So I love what you've put together. And you said something when it came to reacting and it's one of those things too, that, you know, there, you can respond to something or you can react yes. to something. And I, yes. for, for what you see with your clients or, or what you see generally in business, you know, what does that difference look like? How should people respond over just reacting when it comes to their business? Mm. So when you have a plan, when you know exactly where you're going for say this year or this month, and you know exactly what those goals and pieces are, and you've reversed engineered them to know what the steps are to get there. When someone throws a rock at you, or when someone, something happens, or something, you know, we all have to plan for it. Nobody planned for COVID, but it happened. Or a client blows up, or a deal blows up. That becomes the reaction. And then you stop the forward momentum of your business to handle and react to that problem. My piece that I coach my clients to do is to say, okay, how do we plan for these kind of situations, right? And have a standard operating procedure to make sure that it's not a reaction. And then when the wind blows and knocks that piece down, we're able to slow down. We're able to pick it back up 
deal with it appropriately in a positive forward moving business reaction or, or, or response and then continue back on our path. Most businesses, like I say, when we're reacting is they're going this way and they're, they're just putting out fires rather than saying, here's the path I wanna take. I wanna achieve this, or I want to complete that, or I need to have this done. And if you just stay on that path until it gets done, then that's a forward movement. And, and the question is always, if I go over here and, and something happens and I want to lay, stand that client back up or that situation back up, then how do I get back on track again? And I think that's the missing piece is that if you're reacting all the time, you're just standing them up and then that one fell down and you're standing that up and then that one fell down and you're standing it up and you're not physically moving your business in the direction that it's supposed to be going in. And that's the problem with many small business owners because they're just, they're doing too much in their business. Doing way too much, but also <laughs> you just said, you know, doing too much on the reactionary, right? It's, I mean, how often do you find businesses that have been in business for five years, but they've spent almost all those five years reacting? Like, where's that shift? How can you help people shift from the reaction to the response? Mm. And it is a part of planning. If you don't have the clear goal and the strategies or steps to get you to where you want to go, then you are constantly reacting. You come in on Monday morning and you're like, okay, it's time to chase clients because I don't have a client book this week. So then you chase, 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 chase. And, and you forget about all the pieces that are important to move the business. And so I think, I think the key is, is, is it's all around the plan. It's all around the strategy. If you have a calendar booked out and you say, even if it's your social media marketing, right? You know that you're posting on certain days and then you know that that post is designed to send them someplace else so that you can engage with them and capture their information so you can further the conversation along. That's a strategy. But many people, I have a client right now, she's just throwing stuff out on social media. It looks pretty. She's got a gorgeous storefront, but there's nothing inside. There's nowhere they're sending because the strategy isn't complete. They don't know what A leads to B leads to C. Now you don't need to know 25 steps ahead. You just need to know three steps ahead, but that's the piece that's missing. People are just trying to get there, but they don't have all the pieces in place, if that makes sense. No, it makes perfect sense. I think it's just a trap that we've all fallen into in a lot of ways. I know I have, you know, in, in a year and a half and into my small business and all the times I've had to reinvent and, and make these, these changes. And I have a big change coming up as well, but it's kind of going back again to that ground floor, going back to like, how can Andrew, how can Elevated Shorts respond to this situation versus react? And I, it, you can take this to anything, but from a business owner mindset and there's so many of us out there small business owners all across the yes. world it's the same thing i think it transcends borders it transcends like a lot of things is once you can go back and have that base and that that strategy that core common strategy things can be done so much better so it's like you can you can be ten years so old. much more efficient you can be so much more efficient so much more effective because not only not only you being the solopreneur, but if you've got a, a VA or you've got an accountant or you've got a legal person you're talking to, they're team members. 
And when you're clear and concise on where you're going and how you're going to get there, now whoever's on your team starts to help pushing that um, boulder up the hill. I have a picture in one of my marketing pieces that I just love. It's this ant trying to push this gigantic boulder that's like 10 times bigger than him up a hill. And that's where we are in business. And the easier we can make that by making sure that everybody's moving that boulder in the same direction, pushing at the same time, it makes business happen. And, and I, 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 it, is, it is, everything I do is working on your business and not in your business. And that reactive and that client chasing and the fires and the, and the, and the just getting up and trying to move the business forward is in the business. But when you have that time where you work on it and you figure out who am I talking to and why am I talking to them, you know, and, and where am I going to get my next client and having that piece in there and, and how I'm going to deliver my product or service to them in the most efficient, effective manner. And, you know, it, how am, I, how am I spending my money to make sure I'm getting a return on every dollar I spend it? These are things that, that unless you're taking a step back out and, and you're really focusing on the core pieces of the business and the core moves and you're setting out um, your next five moves, um, then you're not, you, you're, you're not moving. You're, you're, there's no way to really get it to there. It's just a hope. And um, I, like, I like business plans. I think it's, it's essentially important to have one, but a business plan is not something that you file in December and come you know, March or, or even February, you haven't looked at it again. These plans are your roadmap and your guide to moving your business forward. And I know this is kind of a long-winded answer, but that business plan should be open on your desk. It has prime real estate there. And it's actually telling you what you need to do. So you're working on that plan and developing it and massaging it and you know, going back and forth like a sailboat does every, every day. The decisions you make are based on the plan that you have. Is that gonna get me closer to the goal? If not, then I probably wanna table that until I've met my goal. Exactly, so you could say just generically that the first response is starting to work on not in yeah because again we open our doors and we wrap a we wrap a business around it you know we haven't thought about all the structures and pieces and and strategies and systems and processes that are necessary to keep the business flowing we just end up working 14 hours a day six days a week and eat sleep and drink and dream about this stuff all the time that's the entrepreneur's lifestyle yeah, it's, it's the age old, you know, live to work and not work to live, which is such a right. fascinating statement, right? My European friends, they see it the other way. It's, hey, you know, we work to live and here in the U.S. we live to work. And it's kind of one of those things, but it's getting out of that. I think you, especially with what you do and, and what you do with your coaching and, and who, the people that you help, you can get people to start living or I'm sorry, working to live as opposed to just being so consumed with that six days a week, 14 hours because you don't have a plan. That's it. And, you know, there's so much, I, I, just, I just finished reading a book on, um, on um, making, building your business so that you can sell it. Not that you have to sell it, 
but creating and making sure that you have the systems and processes in place that, that you're running the business that's not wrapped solely around you. Um, it's creating a business that can actually, someone can else could step in and take that over. And um, I think that's, that's what we ought to do. We should, we should consider the day that we start our business, what's our exit strategy? Since we're putting our savings, blood, sweat, and tears, our weekends, our, our stress levels, you know, all into this business. If we, if we build it in a way that can stand on its own without us, even though we're leading it, but if we can build it in a way that, that it can stand alone without us, then it's worth something. Now we're, now we're building a business that will be a retirement for us, will be a, an asset and not a J-O-B because we all get into this business and it becomes our own job, right? We're, we're doing all the heavy lifting. We're doing all the, the pieces. And I know business owners can't really hire right out of the gate, but they can get help and they can take some of those hats off and give them to somebody else to do. Uh, your accounting is one of those, you know, you should never do your own accounting, <laughs> you know, always give that to somebody else, but there could be virtual assistants that could help you and take that off. Um, so that you could be more effective in your genius um, and really impact the business in a way and then wrap systems and processes around it so others can do it for you. Then you become the CEO. Mm -hmm. Which is the ultimate goal for all of us is becoming the CEO. Should. It yeah. should be. Oh, yeah. It totally should be. And I think that's what we all have along with our exit strategies, but also it's that same mindset is to, to build something. And it's like, you heard me talk about earlier, it's, it's, it's we, as business owners, we have crafted this art. You know, I'm an artist, I'm a musician, so I look at things as an art project most times, but it's creating this art, right? Whatever that is in our, our brains, we have an art, but I think where the biggest struggle is, how do we communicate that art mm. outwards, right? It's it our service, our product, our gadget, whatever that is as a small business owner, we have it. As you said earlier, like a lot of people have the idea, like, okay, I have the idea and let's just run with it. And, but then you have to build everything else around it. So it's that same type of thing as how along the same lines, like how do you see from a, maybe from a, a strategy set point of view, or even just a, a planning point of view, like how can we best be communicating our art, not even just through marketing, just communicating our art outward with our, mm. with our business. You know, that's, that's a really um, interesting question because many business owners don't think about it as their art. Again, they're taking on that J-O-B role and they're working in their business and therefore they're just struggling to, you know, whether they've got a hundred, you know, hundred or $500 million business, you know, they're still trying to get that next client. But when they do take a look, like you just explained, and it becomes this is my this is my service to the 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 world, right? I'm here to help. I'm here to lift. And and when I took that model on, I really get involved with my clients and I get involved with their business where it's almost my own baby that I'm I'm raising and and getting going. But I think that we all need to be able to communicate our our skill, our service, our product in a way that comes from here, but also comes from them, right? Uh, the consumer, 
consumers don't want to be sold. They want to buy something to solve a problem they have. And until you can communicate from their point of view, then you, you're never, you're always gonna be selling instead of letting the consumers buy. And it's a different mindset, but you can't do that without doing that ground floor work on really understanding your ideal client and customer, whatever the, the word is, and, and what problems that they're willing to pay for to get solved. And then that's where you develop the business and solution to come in and do that. It's, it's solution-based um, business that, that can only be, can only grow and, and have that blue ocean kind of environment that, that makes business successful. And then it comes from your service that you're, you're giving, your service or product that you're giving and the impact that it has on their lives, the consumer's life. Exactly. Impact, you know, that's <laughs> something I'm about. I know it's something you're all about. And it kind of goes in the same light as, as this other phrase that you've heard me throw around. And, you know, another another good guy, Arch Fuston out there in San Diego, enlightened me with, you know, the power of, are we doing things for purpose? Are mm. we doing things for performance? And it kind of goes to what you were just concluding with right there is like, I think a lot of us in the selling, just getting focused on the sales, sell, it's, it's a performance metric. It's okay, I'm hitting this many, I'm closing these many deals, I'm getting this amount of money. It's this performance-based society or construct. But you're someone, as we had just said, and just knowing you over the past couple of years, you really lead with purpose. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the shift. So in your planning, in your strategy, in your coaching, do you have that dance as well? Are you helping people with that whole, are you doing this for purpose? performance and, and what does that kind of look like? Honestly, I think it's a blend of the two because, um, you know, there's, there's that story of, um, you know, money's bad and, and money doesn't do good things, but then it's not what money is. It's what money can do for you. So if you have the performance and you're able to produce a nice income from it, then you can do great things with your money, such as give or have purpose with it. And I think that the business people, if they come from that balance side that, yeah, I'm here to make money. I'm not a nonprofit. I'm here to make money, but I'm also here to do good. Um, there's a local guy that I've been following that I just love, um, Antis Roofing. And he does so much to give back to the community that it's giving him a platform to do even more. And so people that have that philanthropic feel about themselves will be more led to go buy their, their roofing products through him because he does so much through the community. Uh, Wahoo's Fish Tacos, same thing. So we're talking some big names here in, in Southern California, but they do huge philanthropic things. So what does your business represent to your customers? What's the image? What's the feeling? What's the purpose? And my purpose is I feel like I watched my mother, who was a very successful mortgage company in the, in the late 90s and O's. She had major organizations coming to her um, to understand her processes. She had an opportunity to sell her business for a million dollars, and she wasn't ready to retire, so she turned it down. 2008 hit, and she ended up closing her doors and owned her copier and a couple of uh, computers, right? So her business, she didn't plan properly. She didn't 
think in a bigger way on how she could help continue the, the purpose she was doing and still make money at the same time. And she ended up with nothing. I mean, she made great income along the way and stuff. So she had enough to survive, but she didn't think of her business as, as a legacy, as a, as, a, as a way to be, to help more people. Um, and so I look at that, that's one of the things that, that catches me. And when I coach to my clients, I wanna make sure that they're thinking of the business as, as an entity that's gonna continue or flow or, or have legacy for it. My father was another challenge that I enter into my business, you know, that makes things more important, but that's a whole nother story. Um, but I think it's when you have that purpose and you're doing the right things for the right reasons and you're customer centric, meaning you're doing it from their point of view, business is going to be easier. Mm -hmm. It's really going to, it's really going to be easier because people want to buy from you rather than you selling to them. Yeah. I think that's a huge takeaway in from that, just that Avenue. And, and when it comes to that question, it's a huge takeaway there. So I, I very much, again, I applaud you for what you've, what you've put together and just the knowledge and just the, the value that, that you bring to all the business owners that you work with and just the future business owners that you will work with. Um, you know, Marcia, a question for you, just a couple of two-part questions. So one, who are you looking to connect with? And mm -hmm. second, how can people connect with you? Awesome. Great question. Um, you have done this before, have you? <laughs> um, so the people that I want to connect with are entrepreneurs, service-based professionals that are, they're looking to, to really find better ways of running their business. They want to make that impact and they're looking for an easier way of doing it. The systems and processes that I have and the, and the methods that I use, my thriving profit method has really made a huge impact with my clients in the way that they look at the business, the way that they're attracting their clients and the profits that they produce. So it's been a real, um, a real joy. So again, um, professionals, uh, smaller businesses, some people call them the micro you know, economy or the mom and pops kind of things. But small businesses that really want to make their business better, stronger, and, and more profitable. I love it. And then where can people find you? How can they connect with you, Marcia? Thanks. So actually, I've got a great new program that I'm running where I'm sharing three strategies that I use with all of my business clients to really help increase the trajectory of the growth that they're going on. Um, hence my company's name, Trajectory Consulting. Um, but you can catch my webinar coming up um, every other Thursday and you can go to thrivingprofit.com and you can register for that free webinar, webinar where I'm giving away just super valuable information that can help business owners and they can put that to work right now. And then, you know, I, I do right now, um, I do primarily one-to-one -one consulting with my clients and you can always reach out to me at trajectorybiz.com. Perfect, look at that. You are one with value, a lot of value, and you are also one who opens many doors for other people, which is one of the greatest gifts that we can give to other people yes. out there. So again, I applaud you for what you've done. 
mega cheers to you, Marcia, for hitting 100. Thank you for Yay! your enthusiasm, your time, your trust in me as your guest host, but also just be very proud of what you've created with the show, Profit with a Plan, with your business, Trajectory Consulting, and just with who you are. I, I've been very thankful and grateful to be just connected with you and, and all that you've given me with Elevated Shorts and the advice and the guidance. And it's, it's been a beautiful thing. So much love to you. And, and I really hope that, um, that people can really just understand the power of what a simple, yet can be complex, but what a simple strategy and just a ground floor idea can really do for your small business. Love it. Thank you, Andrew. I appreciate you uh, being the guest host on Profit With A Plan. You've uh, you've definitely put a nice flair to it. And happy 100th. Yay! 100. Cheers to you. Congratulations. Thanks.